Welcome to the Dew of Heaven service with Reverend Brian Krumah. Reverend Brian Krumah brings you powerful and practical teachings of the Word of God, which is able to save your soul. Reverend Bright currently pastors the Bronx North Branch of the Kodesh Family Church in New York City, a church full of love, joy, and enthusiasm for the Lord. We pray that this message brings hope and light to your life. Listen and be blessed. And we are grateful this evening. We thank you, Lord, for giving us an opportunity to be here, to hear your word. We pray, Lord, that you give us of your spirit to lead and to guide us and to teach us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Why don't you take your seats with your clap offering? This, um, God is doing mighty works amongst these children. Now, the young men can change keys and then get the key that they want. What a shock. You know, there is nothing that is too difficult for the Lord. You know, if you, if, if you have a talent and you are sitting on it and you are bluffing with it and you are showing us. You know how, how to show people. I'll show you. You know. God will raise stones and use stones to praise him. Hallelujah. Are you tired of hearing me preach to you? You're tired of hearing preaching? This is what we are going to do until Jesus comes. So um, you have to be prepared to hear more preaching. More preaching. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we, um, we were sharing a series of messages. God has begun a good work in you. Do you remember? Yeah, we were sharing a message on God has begun a good work in you. And... Um, we took a little break, and uh, we want to continue. That's right. I love Is that a good thing? Yes. So let us continue with our message. Why don't we read our foundational scripture in Philippians? Philippians chapter 1 and verse 1. Some of you have forgotten even our foundational scripture. Yes. But um, I believe you have notes. At least for those of you who take notes in church. It's a very good habit. It's a very spiritual, very biblical thing to take notes when we are preaching. Do you understand? Yeah. When God was speaking to Moses, he was expecting that you write them down. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making request with joy,
Can you move on, please? Let's pay attention. Circumcised. Where are we? Circumcised. I have a Bible, which is um, Philippians. It also has a book of Philippians. So, um, Okay, let us begin, please. Let us begin. And let us pay attention. I want us to recollect what we've been reading. Yes, let's go back to verse 1. Philippians chapter 1 and 1. Okay. It says, Paul and Timotheus, the servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus, which are at Philippi, including the bishops and the deacons. Grace be unto you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for all, for you all, making requests with joy. Then your Bible freezes after three verses. That's fine. For your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He says, the one who has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And this we are confident of. We are very confident of this, that God has begun a good work in us and he will continue that good work. He is not finished with the good work. He will continue that good work until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And we, um, we were talking about different areas of our lives that God is doing a good work. We said that we are talking, we're going to talk about seven areas that God is doing a good work in our lives. And um, those of you who have been here, we talk about God has begun a good work on your spirit or your heart. Do you remember? God has begun a good work on your spirit or your heart. And we talked a lot about that. So please, the messages are all available and you should listen to those messages. And then we talk about your soul. We say God has begun a good work on your soul. And we say your soul comprises your mind, your emotions, and your will. And all these areas, God was doing good works on. Hallelujah. And then we began talking about your flesh. Your flesh. The body or the, the physical aspect of man. And we said God is doing a good work on your flesh. God is doing a good work on your flesh or your body. Hallelujah. And we said the flesh of a man or a man is made up of a spirit. He has a soul and he lives in a body. Do you see? So there is a spirit, there is a soul and there's a body. All these are aspects of man and God is doing good works in all these areas. We said that God is going to sanctify you wholly. In the book of Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, we said God is sanctified. God will sanctify you wholly. That means every aspect of man, his spiritual aspect, 
his physical aspect, and his body as well. God will sanctify you wholly. Amen. And so we, um, we began talking about how the flesh is, the behavior or the characteristics of the flesh. We talk about the fact that when we talk about the flesh, we are not talking about your organs. When the Bible is talking about the flesh, we are not talking about your organs. Do you understand? The organs are okay. They are, your kidneys are fine. Your intestines, they are okay. God has done a good work on them. But when we talk about the flesh, we're talking about the characteristics, the behavior of the flesh. Do you understand? What the flesh exhibits. And we said that there is no good thing as far as the flesh is concerned. There is nothing good. If you leave the flesh alone, there is nothing good. Do you understand? It is that part of you, that part of you that does not like to do godly things. The flesh doesn't like to do anything godly. And you need to believe that. You see, this message that I'm sharing with you is very important because then it helps you to know what stage you are as far as God's good work is concerned in these areas. When you can identify certain things that we are sharing, you can see that this is the stage that I am. I am in this stage. And God's good work has reached this stage. And so you don't stop there. You need to allow God to work on that part of your being. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. So the flesh is that part that does not like spiritual things. The flesh is not spiritual. The flesh does not like doing spiritual things. The flesh is the lazy part, the part that likes to just relax, the part that doesn't like to pray, the part that doesn't like to read the Bible. It is the flesh. The part that doesn't like to come to church when the weather changes is the flesh. He likes comfort. He, he, the flesh doesn't like to be disturbed. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yeah, so we, um, we said that there are four different forms that the flesh can exist. Do you understand? The flesh, can, the flesh can exist in four different forms. And we talk about the flesh of the unbeliever. The flesh of the unbeliever. Do you remember? Do you have your notes? Why don't you take your notes? You are looking at me like this is a new thing that I am. There are some of you who have not been here. And um, that is why I'm trying to bring you um, up to date or to abreast with where we are. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yes. So the flesh has different forms. And the flesh of an unbeliever, the flesh is very dangerous. The flesh can disgrace you. Do you understand? And you have to be conscious of that. And you have to accept that. That there's nothing good about the flesh. Okay? So we talk about the flesh of the unbeliever. And we say the flesh of the unbeliever is in sync with his, 
with his being and with his soul. The flesh of the unbeliever is a, has an unsaved soul as well. So we say the flesh of the unbeliever is a happy flesh. When it sins, it's happy. Do you understand? When the flesh of an unbeliever sins or does the fleshly things, there is no guilt. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? When the, um, when the flesh of an unbeliever fornicates, there is no guilt. You see, unlike you, a born-again Christian, there is some guilt when you fornicate. Okay? There is a, 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 a renewed spirit in you. There is a spirit that is new in you, which does not agree with the flesh. That seems to convict you when you sin. Do you understand? That is why unsaved soul or unbeliever can steal and there is no guilt. You see, you, when you steal, you, you stole, but you, you live with some guilt. Are you understanding? Because there is a spirit that convicts you. No one is there. No one is talking to you. This, thing, this stealing, no one caught you. You were not caught, but you feel some form of guilt. Do you understand? Yeah. So, and that is the flesh of the unbeliever. That is the flesh of the unbeliever. The Bible says he walks according to the course of this world. He walks according to the course of this world. He does things just as the world will allow. And the world is governed by the prince of this world. Do you understand? And so the flesh of the unbeliever does things consistent with the governance of the prince of this world. And he is, he's very free, and he feels it's acceptable, and he feels it's normal, unlike you. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Yeah. So today, I want us to continue, and I want to talk to you about the other aspect of the flesh, another aspect, another form that the flesh can exist. We talk about the flesh of the sinner's flesh or the flesh of an unbeliever. Okay? Now, today or tonight, I want us to talk about the uncontrolled Christian flesh. Uncontrolled Christian flesh. So, this is the flesh of a Christian, but it's not controlled. Okay? So, a Christian who does not control his flesh will just become like an unbeliever in terms of what he or she can do. Do you understand? Such a person is born again. Okay. He's a born again Christian, but he has uncontrolled flesh. That is, his spirit is born again, but the flesh is just like an unbeliever. Okay? His flesh is just like an unbeliever. It's not tamed. It's not controlled. And it does things just like an unbeliever. And his flesh wants to do the same thing as though he's not born again. The flesh likes the sin. Do you understand? Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you? Okay, you understand. And you will see that you are a born again Christian. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. It says, 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Do you see? It says, who walk not after the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So there are Christians who walk not after the flesh. Do you understand? But after the spirit. Therefore, there are Christians who walk after the flesh and not after the spirit. Do you understand? That is what we call the spiritual person, a spiritual Christian. You are spiritual. That means you walk after the spirit. And there are carnal Christians who walk after the flesh. Do you understand? Yes. So there are spiritual Christians and there are non-spiritual Christians. Amen. The next verse, it says, For the law of the spirit of life, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and, of, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Do you understand? So this righteousness of the law, how that the, the law is even lawful, it can only be fulfilled in you, it can only be fulfilled in you when you walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Okay? The next verse, it says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Are you with me? So I'm coming to you. He said, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. That means the person who has uncontrolled flesh, the Christian who has an uncontrolled flesh, he minds the things of the flesh. The things of the flesh are the main things that concern him. Like, it's too cold. It's, I mean, yes, it's good to go to church. It's good to hear the word of God, but it's too cold. The body is, is he's mindful of the body's comfort. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. He says, they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. So, like you, you, are, you have worked, you are tired, but you, you mind the things of the Spirit. You walk after the Spirit. You mind the things of the Spirit. The, spirit, the things of the Spirit include hearing the Word of God. Praising the Lord. Do you understand? And so you are here. Regardless of the fact that it is cold. Are you with me? Regardless of the fact that it is cold. All of us want to work. But there are some who... After work, I have to eat. Do you understand? And so they mind the things of the flesh. And so they have to go home. But you mind the things of the spirit. Tell your neighbor you mind the things of the spirit. (laughs) The next verse, it says, it says, for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hallelujah. 
To be carnally minded is dead. To be mindful of the flesh, to be fleshly minded is deadly. It is deadly. It is dangerous to be fleshly minded or to be carnally minded. That means to, it is deadly to allow the flesh to dominate your mind. To be carnally minded means the flesh dominates your mind. Your hair and your makeup and your skin and your, your, the temperature and uh, dominate your mind. And it's deadly. The Bible says, I didn't write the Bible, by the way. It is deadly. It means a person with an uncontrolled flesh is one who walks according to the flesh. You do what the flesh wants. You are carnally minded. You, you, you are guided by the desires of the flesh. And the Bible says that is a deadly thing. Hallelujah. That is fleshly minded person. Amen. And it's deadly. Hallelujah. The next one, it says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. Wow. When you are fleshly minded, you are, at, you are at war with God. You are an enemy of God. He said the carnal mind is enmity with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Hallelujah. It means that the fleshly minded person is against the things of God. Are you with me? The person who is fleshly minded is against the things of God. When you are fleshly minded, you don't like the things of God. You, your mind is always against spiritual things. So, someone who is fleshly minded, when you are carnally minded, you are the type that, for instance, when we announce that we are going to have a prayer meeting, you, take, you know you are not coming. You, 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 you don't even like that type of announcement. You are against the things of God. Am I speaking to somebody? Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, your mind is always against the things of God. To be carnally minded is enmity with God or against God. Are you with me? Your mind is always against God. We announce that we are going to fast. And you see, the moment we make that announcement, you, you, you are not happy. You are not happy with this announcement that just came. Do you understand? So you just look around and see everybody is clapping and then you have to clap that we have declared the fast. But oh, some of you, even as the year is about to end, your worry is that we are going to enter the next year and this 21 fasting is coming again. That is troubling. That is the reason why you are not happy that 2018 is coming to an end. 21 day fast. You see, that kind of thing, that statement, it dresses you. It, it's, it's like you are not happy to hear those things. 21 day fast. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? So your, your, mind is in, your mind is against spiritual things. 
Your mind is, we announced that we are going to have extra meeting and it's against your mind. Amen. Even though you are not coming, you still are against it. You are fighting it. And you wish we didn't even make that announcement. You see? Or you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. He says, because the carnal mind is enmity against God. And he says, for it is not subject to the law of God. It is not subject to the law of God. That means that it does not obey. It is not a subject. You see, do you understand when we say you are not a subject of this king? You are, that means that you don't obey this king. You are not under his regulation. So a person who is carnally minded, I'm preaching a very important message. So allow yourself, allow the message to enter into your heart. Because I'm preaching to you. I said I'm preaching to you. It says, for it is not subject, that mind, that carnal mind, a person with a fleshly mind, a person with a carnal mind, is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. It cannot be subject to the law of God. It's impossible. Hallelujah. That means that kind of mind cannot obey the laws of God. It cannot obey the laws of God. That is why certain Christians cannot just fast. You cannot fast. I mean, there are some amongst you, you just cannot fast. You can't fast. When we declare fast, we call you as 7, 8 o'clock, now you are eating. And you have even forgotten that we are fasting. You just cannot fast. Because you are carnally minded. I'm showing you, those of you who cannot fast, the reason is because you are carnally minded. And even though Jesus has said that certain things, it can only come by prayer and fasting, you can fast and you need a certain thing. And you know that it needs fasting and prayer, but you can fast. Do you understand? Because you are carnally minded. There is a law of God. God sometimes wants us to declare a fast. But you cannot obey such laws. You cannot obey such commandments. You are not subject to that commandment because you are carnally minded. Hallelujah. That is why certain Christians cannot pray. You cannot pray. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. You can't pray. Why can you pray without? You says, neither can be. He says, it says, neither indeed can be. For it is not subject. No, stay there. We are preaching. We are preaching. Don't worry. I'll let you know when to move. He says, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. It cannot. Do you understand? It cannot. So we say, Oh, we are having a prayer meeting. There are some people, they have never been to this type of prayer meeting. Never have come to an all night. Never. Never has come to an all night. Never has come to a prayer line. Never. There's nothing like that. You have never done that. Because you can't. You cannot. You are carnally minded. 
And this law, these laws of God, pray without ceasing, you know, do, you, it's a, you, you are against it. Yeah. Or you don't understand the message tonight. You can pray. There are some people, they have never attended any prayer meeting before. No prayer meeting. Not on, I know the list. I know the people who sign on. Even if you don't say yes, I know your number. So you make yourself as if, you know, you are some obontia when they say yes, yes, yes. You, you don't say yes. I come to pray. It's a private thing between me and God. Why is this yes for? I know your telephone number. That you didn't come on a prayer line. Do you understand? I know all the numbers. It's not, it's, you are not hiding anything. <laughs> oh, you don't understand what I'm sharing with you. Yeah. There are some of you, your name has, your number has never come in that list. Your, num, your number has signed on to pray. It has never shown up and you have never stepped here when we are having a prayer meeting. Never. But you see, you have a born-again soul. You're, you have given your life to Christ. You, do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So I'm talking about the uncontrolled flesh of the Christian. Carnally minded. Hallelujah. You don't like spiritual things. There are some of you who have never had a quiet time before. They never I'm talking about not like once in a while. You have never had a quiet time. That you sat, you, you sat by a table and you pull your Bible and you pulled your book, your devotional book and a notebook and a pen and you sat down. You are having a, you are, it has never happened. But you have given your life to Christ because you are carnally minded. This, you, this type of laws you can't obey. You cannot obey. Am I preaching to someone? Yeah. Amen. Amen. Because he says, for it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. It's impossible. Neither indeed can be. Hallelujah. So when a Christian has an uncontrolled flesh, his activities or her activities and her behavior are just like an unbeliever. Do you understand? Your activities are just like an unbeliever when you, are, when you have an uncontrolled flesh. Amen. Verse 8. He says, So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh, they that walk in the flesh, they cannot please God. They cannot please God. Let me tell you, it is a very dangerous thing not to have control over the flesh. Not to have control over the flesh. It's a very, you cannot please God. I didn't write the Bible. I'm reading the Bible. Are you reading the Bible? Did I give you a new Bible to project? It says, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. They that are in the flesh cannot please God. The next verse, but ye are not in the flesh. Tell your neighbor, you are not in the flesh. 
But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. That is. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. (laughs) Do you understand? We are reading the Bible. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. The next verse. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. We are debtors, but not to the flesh. To make us live after the flesh. Do you understand? We, it means that we are not under we don't we, we, the, we, do, we are not under the control of the flesh. The flesh is trying to control you. We are not slaves to the flesh. We are not guided by the flesh. We are not doing things because the flesh wants us to do them. Do you understand? So what I'm trying to teach you is that, you see, your, your part, you, you are not just a person just like that. There's a fleshy part of you. There is a spiritual aspect of you. There is the mind, the mind also. And these two, they are battling all the time. Do you understand? Between the flesh and the spirit. And you realize that whatever the flesh wants, it's not what is good for the spirit. And whatever the spirit wants, the flesh doesn't like it. Do you understand? They are in constant battle. They are constantly competing for your mind to decide what to do. Constantly. Okay. So it says, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. You will die. Last time I was explaining to you, even taking the physical, just analyzing the physical, if you live after the flesh, if you allow the flesh to have its way, like eat whatever he wants and drink whatever and sleep as long as he wants, sit as long. You know, do you know that if you sit for a long time and not move, you can develop a clot in your leg and it can kill you. But the flesh likes to sit. And that is not even good for you. Do you understand? The flesh likes to eat. And eat more. And more. And the flesh likes certain types of food. Which you have to control and say, no, I can't give you this. It's not good for you. So he says, if you live after the flesh, you will die. You will die. But if ye through... Today, these people are. But I'll preach my message. Whether you like it or not, I'm preaching. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. Ye shall live. If you mortify, you kill the deeds of the body. You suppress the needs of the flesh. You tell the flesh, you cannot do this. You can't have this. You can't sleep. We have to go to prayer meeting. We have to go to church. It's cold. Let's walk in. We are going. If you do that, then the Bible says you will live. You will live. 
Amen. You will live. Hallelujah. The next verse, it says, For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit, they are the sons of God. So, you think you are a son of God or you are a daughter of God. If you are led by the flesh, you are not. You are enemy of God. You don't like my message? It's on the menu. That's why we are preaching. Hallelujah. It's a very important message that I'm sharing with you. But I'm praying that you really will open your heart to receive it. Because you see, otherwise, some of us will waste our time. We have come and come, but we are in the flesh. Sometimes we come not because we are in the spirit, but we just like church. The body just like church. It's just like it. Do you understand? You come to, sometimes you come because you, have, you meet some friends. The flesh likes to have conversation, have chats, and do you understand? Yeah. And that will make you think that you are spiritual because you are here weekday, Sunday, prayer meetings, but because of certain activities. Sometimes you know you come for prayer meetings, but you don't even pray. You can't pray, but you came. Do you understand? Are you with me? No, the, all things need to be done. All things need to be done. I mean, we believe spiritual people participate in spiritual things. Do you understand? We know that. We believe that. We believe that. So what I'm trying to say is that though you are playing the drums, you have to be worshipping also. It's not that you're just playing for us. You come to church because you are the drummer. Do you understand? If I don't come, there will be no one there to play. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? So, all things need to be done. Amen. I'm sharing this message with you so that you'll be conscious of these things. Hallelujah. So, the fleshly-minded person is a very I don't know, but um, it's, a, it's a person who is working on a very dangerous line. You are working on a de- like you are sitting on a death row. Do you understand? Yeah, you are sitting on a death row. Hallelujah. You, 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 your, mind, your mind does things just like an unbeliever. The fleshly minded person your mind, if you're a Christian with an uncontrolled flesh, you do things just like an unbeliever. And sometimes we can't even tell the difference between you and an unbeliever. Amen. So when a Christian has an uncontrolled flesh or uncontrolled mind, I mean uncontrolled flesh, his activities and his behavior, though disagrees with the spirit, it does not allow the spirit to convict him. Do you understand? That is why your flesh is still uncontrolled. Amen. 
You like the same things unbelievers like. You like the same songs like unbelievers. Do you understand? When the song, the unbelievers' songs start playing, you get excited just like them. There's no difference. They all come to the floor together. You all come together. Like unbelievers, you see them flopping, you also come. Not too fast. They don't come too faster than you. You come the same rate. You are, you are, you are excited the same way. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? When a, when a typical, when a person who is uncontrolled flesh is having a party, you can tell. Do you understand? The kind of songs that you are playing, it shows that you have uncontrolled flesh. The reason is that these songs, you like them, you see. And they are worse and everything are not good, but you like them. Do you understand? Your flesh enjoys them and you, you can't get rid of them. You can't afford not to dance when this song is playing. There's no way you can. Even though pastors are there, this one is there, you, you, just, you just can't. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Do you understand? You even close your eyes. Oh, please. <laughs> just close your eyes so you can see who is around and just enjoy yourself. I'm preaching a good message. You can't. I'm showing you someone who is fleshly minded. Fleshly minded. You like the same songs like unbelievable. You dance the same way. The dance has come. You know how to dance it. Do you understand? It's an unbeliever dance, but you know, even the church dance, you don't know how to dance church dance. <laughs> the church dance that we dance here, Sister Salom sometimes leading us and we dance in church dance. Do you know how to dance that one? But there's an unbeliever dance, you are expert in that one. What do you call it? Shaku shaku. You know how to dance shaku shaku even before a rich here. Do you understand? You are always on those videos, you know, YouTube, all, and you enjoy them. Right now, if we take, we go f- over your phones and we look at your favorite or uh, uh, um, history of internet sites that you have visited, they are unbeliever things. Check your phones right now. Check, check, check. You'll see. <laughs> I'm delivering you. Seriously, I'm delivering you. You know, you know all the unbeliever stars. You know them. You know everything about them. You know their names. You have details. You never have, you don't, you don't have Bishop Dagwood Mills podcast, but you have Shaku Shaku podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't agree with my message? Yeah. Your behavior is just like an unbeliever. You fight the same way like unbelievers. If somebody does something to you, the way you react, your fighting is just like an unbeliever. You insult the same way like an unbeliever. Your attitude is the same way like an unbeliever. That is a fleshly minded person. You see, you... Yeah. 
Amen. Amen. You drink the same things like unbelievers. At parties, when they are offering types of drinks, the things that the unbelievers take, they are the same ones that you take. No difference. (laughs) Don't spoil the message. Amen. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. That's a fleshly-minded Christian. Uncontrolled. Uncontrolled flesh. Hallelujah. You like the same type of dress like unbelievers. You wear the same type of dress. You like to show your breasts the same way like unbelievers. The same way. No difference. I told you I'm coming to you. (laughs) You, this type of clothes that covers your chest and ah. You have to show small, just like the unbelievers. As if you cannot close your button enough. You see, you like to show like just unbelievers. Amen. Because you are fleshly minded. You wear whatever the flesh says, it looks good. If it if says, you look in the mirror and the flesh, this looks good on you. You see, it doesn't, listen, it's not everything that looks good on you that you can wear. The fact that it looks good on you, it may look good on you, but you are exposed. Do you understand? You are indecently exposed. But you are like an unbeliever. Your, your fleshly, the fleshly mind is telling you that it looks good on you. And so, you just walk out and come. Even though you have made an appointment to meet a pastor that day. You want to sit and talk to the pastor that day. fleshly minded. Let's continue our message. Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. It says, This I say then, walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, the lust of the flesh, we fulfill it. Do you understand? We fulfill the lust of the flesh. We are not, it's, the flesh doesn't force itself on us. We fulfill the lust of the flesh. I've been, do you understand the word of God? Yeah. The next verse, it says, For the flesh lasted against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. Do you see? The flesh is lasted against the spirit. So the things that the flesh likes, it is always against the spirit. And the spirit also is is fighting the things that the flesh likes. So they are in constant battle. They are fighting one another. Competing for your mind to decide which one to do. He said, for the flesh lasted against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to the other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. 
They are always against one another. So you can't do the things that you should do. Then, the next verse, it says, But if ye be let of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Here are the works of the flesh. Now, the works of the flesh means the characteristics, the, 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 um, the behavior, the things that are characteristics of the flesh. And I told you that there's nothing good about the flesh. This, these are the works of the flesh. When the flesh has manifested, when the flesh has had its way, these are his works. They are adultery. They are fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, always trying to be sexy. Your mind is, every time you are buying something, you want to be sexy. Do you understand? Lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, witchcraft. People who have witchcraft activities. They like to control people. They like to have control. Do you understand? It is all fleshly desires. They like to have control for their fleshly needs. It's a witchcraft spirit. Do you understand? When people always want to have control, you know, you can't tell them to do something. Every time they want to have control over people, it's witchcraft activity. Do you understand? Some of you, you have friends, you can't do anything on your own mind. Every time your friend controls you. It's a witchcraft activity. And you have to deliver yourself from such activity. Yeah. And they are all, all such activity. They are the fleshly needs. They satisfy the flesh. They satisfy themselves. It's nothing spiritual. It's nothing to grow the church. It's nothing to send the gospel further. It's nothing to bring spiritual understanding to anyone but their own fleshly needs and fleshly desires. Can happen to between husband and wife, two friends. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Hatred. Hatred. Variance. Variance. You are always against... Anytime there's something you are at variance means you are against it. You are at odd. You are never in agreement. Oh, we say we are all having this. No, you are always on the opposite. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. You see, I'm talking about the works of the flesh. Have I listed anything good that you want from here? Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. When people do these things, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. The flesh is a very dangerous thing. I tell you, the flesh is a very dangerous thing. Do you understand? It's wicked. The flesh intends to put you to shame. 
to embarrass you, to disgrace you, and lead you to death. Amen. That is why when people fall into sin, you see, this fleshly thing, you see, you realize that there is the battle between the flesh and the spirit. Do you understand? It's the flesh and the spirit. Constantly in battle with one another. Constantly in battle. Okay? So, you realize that people easily can fall into this situation where they are also led by the flesh. Okay? But you have to be conscious of it. You have to be conscious of it. Amen. I say the flesh is very dangerous. So, after this, Paul talks all about the flesh and mentions so many things about the flesh. And then, he's talking about the competition, the fights, the race between the flesh and the spirit. And chapter 6, verse 1, he says this. He says, Brethren, if a man be overtaken, are you with me? If a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Amen. You see, this is why when someone sins, we don't sack the person from the church. Do you understand? You see, there's flesh and the spirit, they are in constant battle. He says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault. So it's like, when you're overtaken, it means that you are in a race. Isn't that so? And then one overtakes the other. Isn't that what it means? So the flesh and the spirit, they are in a race. They are in a race. The flesh is trying to lead. The spirit is trying to also lead. They are running constantly. It's like you are going on a race and if the flesh takes lead, then you fall. Do you understand? So a person who has fallen into a sin, he just has slowed down the spirit and the flesh has taken lead. <laughs> Do you understand? Nancy? Yeah. You just, the flesh has slowed down. The flesh has given way to the spirit. I mean, the spirit has given way. Or the flesh, he has allowed the flesh to lead the spirit. It has allowed the flesh to overtake the spirit. So, when a brethren is overtaken in such situation, then you see that the person commits fornication. Then the person, you see the person telling lies. You see the person stealing. You see a married person committing adultery. Do you understand? And it's because the flesh has overtaken and has led to sin. And that's what I, I was saying that that is the reason why when someone sins, we don't sack the person from the church. Do you understand? We don't sack the person from the church. You know, some, you, you, we don't say, go and sit at the back. <laughs> go and sit at the back so everyone knows that you have done something wrong. Do you understand? We don't do that. At least in our church, we don't do that. Do you understand? The reason is because you have been overtaken. <laughs> the flesh has taken the lead. Do you understand? You were trying, running, but you are, the flesh has taken the lead. 
And so we don't, we don't, we know that they are in constant battle. And you have to always try to let the spirit lead. You have to give gas to the spirit. That means you have to involve yourself in a lot of spiritual things and suppress the flesh. That means that you don't give in to the flesh. Like you're feeding in the flesh. So anyone who, you know, we are coming to church and it's snow and oh, it's too cold. And then you stay home. You are giving in to the flesh. Do you understand? Oh, you know, we are coming to pray. Oh, I'm too tired. You are giving in to the flesh. Do you understand? Oh, I woke up. I'm supposed to do my quiet time. Oh, let me just take another hour to sleep. You are giving in to the flesh. Do you understand? You wake up and it's 5 a.m. and they are going on a prayer line and, oh, just five minutes. Let me close my eyes for five minutes. You are giving in to the flesh. By the time you realize the prayer meeting is over. Do you understand? You are giving in to the flesh. So anytime you give in to the flesh, the flesh will lead. The flesh will take over quickly. Anytime you give in to the flesh, if you don't allow the spirit to lead, the flesh will always, and then you'll be, you'll be, you'll, you'll be overtaken in a fault. You'll be overtaken in a fault. So you have to, you, you have to retard the flesh. Do you understand? The flesh says it's cold. You say, I'm going. You are wearing jacket. You're putting on scarf. Let's go. Then the flesh is not happy. He's angry sitting here. Do you understand? But you have brought the flesh. And you hear a message like this. Do you understand? So all the people who are not here, they are not hearing what you are hearing. And as you are hearing messages like this, you are letting the spirit now, you have identified how the flesh can trick you. Do you understand? It is giving the baton to the spirit, to, for the spirit to lead. Amen. Samuel, do you understand the word of God this evening? Yeah. So the more you give in, the more you give in, then the flesh takes over. You are, we are fasting. And then, you, you know, you, you, you intentionally forget. You intentionally forget. I mean, we have declared a fast. You woke up. I mean, how can you forget? A Christian, we have declared a fast. And you say, when I woke up this morning, I mean, for a, a, any member that is in our church, in our branch, on Thursday that you forget that you are fasting and you put food in your mouth, the flesh is leading you. The flesh is leading you. That means that there's hunger. You can control it. Linda, isn't that so? Yeah. That is a message. So we don't sack people from the church when the flesh, we know that the flesh has just taken you. Brother, we will help you. Do you understand? It's not now that we are going to let you sit in the back. Do you understand? We will encourage you. We will continue to preach to you. We will continue to make you come and enjoy hearing the messages. Do you understand? So he says, brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, today you are spiritual. But next week, Tuesday, perhaps you, you allow the flesh to lead you and you are not spiritual. Next week, Tuesday. 
Sunday, you are not spiritual. And the flesh has overtaken you. But today, you that are spiritual, if someone has been overtaken in the flesh, the Bible says, restore such an one, help such an one, but with meekness. Don't now be spiritually pompous. And call someone and say, where were you? You didn't come to church. You and your behavior, eh? And bless the person. Encourage the person. He says, ye that are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness. In the spirit of meekness. Humility. Because you also have flesh. Do you understand? You also have flesh. Which is in constant, but you are not done with your flesh. God is still working on you. It is not like you have killed your flesh completely and now you are super spiritual. You are just walking in the spirit. As for you, you know, as for you, oh, prayer meeting is not a problem for you. Prayer meeting is a problem for you. You can't say that when you are coming for prayer meeting, you are dancing and singing and, you know, like the same way as you are going to a party or you are going to a wedding. You don't dress and be happy and all shopping for the three months before the wedding, just like, um, you don't do that. Even though it was just an invitation they gave you. <laughs> do you understand? But you start your shopping. You don't put in the same enthusiasm when you, it is about spiritual things. So you have to understand that you also have a flesh. You also have a flesh. And so you restore such an one with the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, considering yourself, lest ye also be tempted. Lest ye also be tempted. And you also will be overtaken. Do you understand? You also be overtaken. So when you are when you are not humble and attract the grace of God, the enemy will now bring some. That is why you you Suddenly, you are having some feelings. <laughs> a Christian, suddenly, you are having some feeling for some Christian sisters in the church. Huh? <laughs> because you think you are spiritual, you think you have killed the flesh. Then you realize that you are sitting in your chair and you're having trouble. And then you realize that you also have flesh. And if you are not careful, <laughs> he says, restore such an one with the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You also will be tempted. The tempter is Satan. Do you understand? But when you are meek, when you are humble, you attract the covering of God. You attract the grace of God. Do you understand? Yes. Amen. Tell your, 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 your neighbor, you will not be overtaken. Say, you will never be overtaken. Say, your spirit, I see your spirit leading. Amen. So that is why, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't sack people. You know, you have committed fornication, so we are not letting you lead the songs anymore. No, no, no. We, we don't do that. <laughs> you commit fornication, come and lead a song. It's okay. 
we pray for the grace that God will bless us. Your sin cannot stand in the way of God's blessings for us. We will enjoy. Do you understand? But it is a way of us restoring you. We are restoring you. He said, restore such and one. Restore such and one. Do you understand? Because some people feel that, oh, Reverend, you don't know what this person has been doing. Eh? You, if you know, I know. Who said I don't know? I know. Who said I don't know? I know who is sleeping with whom and who is doing what you I know. I know. But I'm not sucking you from doing certain things in a church. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not adding to your overtaking. Do you understand? But I believe by the grace of God, with still encouragement, you'll be restored. I say you'll be restored. Amen. You'll be restored. Yeah. You'll be restored. Some people feel that some people have committed certain sins, so you know, even if you, I know this person, the way she was insulting this person, now she's standing here and leading the songs. Look how fake. And Why fake? The person needs to be restored. Clap! <laughs> that is fake. It's not fake. <laughs> she's trying. She's trying to be spiritual. She's try- it's just that the race was too tough and the flesh took lead. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, we are not um, we are not perfect, and we don't judge. When you fall, we restore you. Meekness with meekness. So if I I, I am overlooking, it's just with me, me too. I need the grace of God. Do you understand? Because I also have the flesh. Do you understand? Yeah. So somebody does something, and the person. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You go ahead and, yeah. In such way, we restore you. Else you will fall. Else we will fall and you will lose the faith. Would we rather restore you or we will drive you out and you lose the faith? Yeah. Amen. So that is why even pastors can fall. That is why pastors can fall. So sometimes you hear, oh, this pastor did something, and hey, pastor, and uh, he's a pastor, a whole pastor. Why? A whole pastor also has flesh. Do you understand? He is a man, but he's just of God. He's a man, but of God. Do you understand? Yeah. So you don't leave a church because you, the pastor did something. The pa- oh, and I, I, how can a pastor, oh, I cannot be in a church where if you think you are that spiritual, help restore the pastor. Restore the pastor. Ye that are spiritual. Ye that are spiritual. Ye that are spiritual. Don't judge. <laughs> restore such and one. The pastor is also such and one. That is why when Paul wrote the letter in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 27, he says that read this to the whole, all the holy brethren. Including the bishops, the deacons, the pastors, read to them. They all need to hear the message. They all need to hear the message. Hallelujah. Our time is up. We want to pause here and then we will continue next time we meet. Stand to your feet. Oh, Jesus.
We are thankful. We are grateful. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Love, we thank you for your kindness. We thank you, Lord, for the wisdom that you impart into our lives. We thank you for the grace and the covering that is over our lives. We pray, Lord, that you deliver us from temptation. May we be strengthened in the inner mind. That we will suppress this body. That we will suppress this flesh. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, help us to continue to walk with you. We give you praise. We give you honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, with all eyes closed and every head bow, if you are here tonight, you are not born again. You want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. You want to give your life to Christ, just lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Is there anyone here like that? You want to give your life to Jesus tonight? Anyone here like that? Lord, we are thankful for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you give the Lord a clap offering as you take your seats. We believe you've been blessed by this timely and powerful message. We invite you to join us on Sunday afternoons for our Duel of Heaven service and Tuesday evenings for our Word Power service. For more messages by Reverend Brian Kuma, please subscribe to the QFC Bronx North Podcast or contact us at 929-247-0738. Stay blessed.